A continent to love, a people changing the world. You're listening to the Voice of Africa podcast. We unearth compelling stories of trailblazers across disciplines of African descent. Learn from their strategies, challenges, and successes as you build your own vision-driven future. Hi there. In this interview, meet Daryl Amankwa. In this podcast, we discuss his life, career, Africa's beauty, and the importance of owning your very own business. Let's get right into it. Welcome to TVOA Podcast. Today we have a very special guest with us who goes by the name of Mr. Daryl Amankwa. He is an entrepreneur and the founder of Dame Africa, a magazine company that is published in Ghana. So Mr. Daryl, can you tell us a little bit about your childhood growing up? Um, so basically I, I grew up in Ghana. Um, well, I was born in the UK, but I did grow up in Ghana. So I spent most of my developmental years in Ghana. Um, you know, I, I was in Christ the King School um, primary and then I was in um, Achimoto Secondary School for secondary school education. Um, and then I, you know, obviously developed my personality, developed my passion for Africa and developed my um, identity, I believe, growing, in Ga- growing up in Ghana. So, um, you know, mainly I was into um, sports like most, you know, young boys are. Um, however, I always had this sort of appetite to um, to be entrepreneurial um, from a young age, and I always had ideas of things that I wanted to do, things that I didn't see other people doing that I thought there was a market for, or there was a demand for, um, and so that's that's where everything started. Um, you know, when I was in secondary school, probably about um, 15, 16, um, you know, I, I put together a comedy show. Um, which I felt like there wasn't any comedy shows in, in Ghana at the time. Um, and that was probably the first big, you know, inter- entrepreneurial um, project that I worked on, which ended up being super successful. Um, and yeah, and then, you know, now we're here and we're trying to do bigger and better things and mainly just to promote the continent of Africa. Right. So, you know, you mentioned that you always wanted to be an entrepreneur growing up or you always had the entrepreneurial spirit in you. Were there any role models or mentors that you had that you can confide in his or her process? Um, the, the, the honest answer is no. Um, I wish I did um, because I think it's, it's key um, to have, you know, some sort of mentor or someone that you can actually see what they're doing, get some tips and advice because it's, it's a roller coaster of um, mistakes, ups and downs. Um, but to be honest, um, I didn't have any mentorship. I just did things how I believe they should be done and made mistakes, learned from mistakes. And those are key. You know, for me, I think that sometimes trial and error gives you a lot more um, knowledge and a lot more confidence about what you're doing. Um, and, you know, that's why I've decided to sort of, you know, put myself out there a bit more um, with my, with my videos, trying to help inspire other people. And um, I've worked with, with people that I've been mentoring helping them develop their business ideas and plans and um, just because I believe that it's something beneficial that I didn't have when I first started um, my journey. So I'm trying to help other people um, with that sort of issue as well. Have there been any personal experiences, I know you talk about trial and error, that have helped yeah. shape the way that you approach your job or job acquisition or you know the business that you want to pick out or start? 
Um, yeah, so so like I said before, I think that um, you know, growing up in Ghana, um, you know, what I was obviously passionate about Ghana and being a Ghanaian. However, my passion and um, my urge to help make Ghana better wasn't formed until I moved to the UK. Um, where, you know, as an, an African living in the UK, I consider myself African, even though I'm British. Right. Um, right. But as an African living in the UK, I started to find out that there's so much positivity and there's so much um, greatness in Africa, which is a bit untapped or no one talks about. So even when I grew up in Ghana, no one was really talking about, you know, our tourist attractions. It wasn't big. It wasn't a big thing to travel across Africa. You know, when you're going on holidays, it's go to America, go to the UK. Um, but then living in the UK, I found that I'm visiting other European countries, and you know, some of the stuff that I go there to see, we've got much better in Africa. And I just started to think it, the mindset probably needs to be changed around the viewpoint of Africa. Um, you know, I visited many times a year, and I just thought. Um, there needs to be a, um, a platform where we can actually promote Africa um, as a destination where people want to go for travel, for leisure, and just to promote the, the, the image of the continent as a whole. So I think my, my love um, and my business ideas um, mainly started to focus on Africa when I, when I was um, in the UK. Um, you know, I, I started a few businesses here, but I decided... Um, very quickly that I wanted to move back to Africa because I wanted to be part of the um, solution right. and um, I wanted to be um, sort of out there with the Africans trying to figure out how we can make our continent better because there's so many of us, you know, young, hungry, um, you know, passionate Africans living in the diaspora and um, until, you know, someone needs to take that step in moving back home, um, to help develop what is there rather than, um, like I say, people running away from the problem. Yeah. Um, so that's, so that's, that's shaped my, um, my business um, ideas and everything I'm working on from now forth is pretty much African business. Um, that's where I want to be established. That's where I want to help grow and develop and um, also to give people the opportunity, like you said, with job acquisition, making sure that there's um, job opportunities for people back home and um, also showing them that it's possible to do whatever you want to do. Um, you just need to start, be passionate and um, find the right way to succeed. Sure. So you, know, you mentioned you know, starting a comedy show in Ghana, you started a yeah. game. What's, what project have you worked on that you feel most passionate about? Um, so yeah, so I'll say obviously I'll say Dame is Dame is you know one of the most um, closest things to my heart. So you know it's it's passion. You know, like I said, um, a few years um, early years of running the business. Um, you know, you have ups and downs. Maybe the money is not where you want it to be. But what keeps driving us to keep putting out this content is a bit more than us. It's a bit bigger than business. Um, it's a massive passion business where. Even if, you know, um, our content touches a few people that, that find out that Africa is beautiful and somewhere they want to visit, we're doing our jobs. Um, obviously, we want to scale that to the biggest um, possible way as possible. But um, that's massively passionate for us. Um, but I did work on a business as well in the UK. Well, not a business, a project. 
Um, so I'm, I'm also into creative arts and um, film and, and, and that sort of entertainment side of things. Um, so um, we put together a, um, a theatre production in the UK um, a few years ago, um, which was inspired by a trip that we took to um, the Cape Coast Castle in Ghana. Wow. Um, so that was also very enlightening. You know, um, obviously the older you get, you start to process um, your history a bit more than when you're younger. And, um, you know, I think a few years ago, we took a trip down there to Cape Coast Castle um, took in all the um, information, took in the atmosphere. And I just thought it would be a great idea to um, put that into some form of art. And therefore, you know, we wrote a script, got it produced and um, it came on in the UK and it was a massive success. And that was extremely passionate for me because I love to tell um, African stories and the African journey and the African future um, as much as I can. So any opportunity I get to do that, um, I'm extremely excited. So I'd say those two, those two projects, you know, Dame and um, A Cape Coast Story, which is what the, um, the theatre production was called, um, are two of the most passionate projects I've worked on so far. Oh, that's huge. <laughs> so why yeah. did you Dame? Where did the name Dame come from? Um, so basically, I, I get this question quite a lot um, about where where Dame comes from, um, and basically, Dame is sort of a an honor um, an honor title. So you know when people get knighthoods and um, you end up being called a sir, um, Dame is the female version of a sir, right? So it's it's a knighthood, a female knighthood, and you know we always call Africa Mother Africa. We always refer to Africa as a, a woman. Um, so it was only appropriate that we are trying to honor Africa and therefore giving Africa a title, um, which is Dame, allows us to, to show our honor and our, our love for Africa. And that's what the name comes from. So it was mainly honoring Africa. And, and that's what we're trying to do. Right. So what's the process like launching in Ghana, especially from the UK, like you mentioned? Yeah, it was um, it was an interesting process um, because you know having to run a business where we're launching in Ghana, um, we need a product. So that was when we launched in Ghana. It was pretty much our first magazine, um, and the process of making sure it gets printed, and checking everything, and making sure it gets shipped to Ghana on time, as well as trying to manage a launch in Ghana was was quite a challenge. Um, but luckily, you know, my, my sister lives in Ghana and she was, um, she was working um, within event management. So she helped us to put the event together. Um, and we had some great um, help as well from our sponsors. So, you know, the event when we launched in Ghana was sponsored by um, Casa Preco, which is one of the biggest um, beverage companies in Ghana. Um, you know, we, we had... Sun, Sun Lodge, which is a hotel, they sponsored as well. We had Bel Air Ghana um, sponsored the, the um, launch as well. So we had quite a lot of good support and um, it, was, it was amazing to be honest. Um, but it was definitely hard work putting everything together, being in the UK um, and making sure that things get done according to how you want them to get done. But like I say, as long as you're passionate about something, you make it happen. Right. You are still listening to the Voice of Africa podcast, unveiling a continent to love, a people changing the world. In the rest of the interview, 
Daryl talks about founding his very own magazine and the imprint Africa has on the world and its wistful atmosphere. So can you take us a day, you know, take us a day through in your life um, from a possible morning routine into your work? Do you have a fixed schedule or anything? Um, so yes, in a way. So I, I usually um, like to work out in the morning. So I head to the gym um, first thing in the morning um, just to, to keep healthy, keep fit, keep the mind active. Um, but then, you know, when I'm, when I'm back, I spend usually about an hour, an hour and a half um, in the gym. Um, but when I'm back home, it's pretty much um, working on um, Dame from a, um, from a technical point of view. So with Dame Africa, I run it with my, um, with my wife. She's the editor-in-chief. Um, and I sort of manage pretty much um, putting the magazine together, speaking to suppliers, distribution points. So it's a lot of comms, a lot of communication, making sure that our website is great, the content is going up on there. Um, but we're also working on quite a lot of um, other initiatives in Africa. So as part of the Dame Africa group, um, we have you know tech businesses coming out, which is what I've been focused mainly on these days. Um, so I've got developers all over the world where it's pretty much, you know, speaking to developers, checking on progress and um, doing, I'd say, high level management stuff um, on a daily basis because I focus more on sort of future initiatives and projects at the moment. Um, so it, it's pretty much all day long until it's time to go to bed um, because, you know, business for us is pretty much ingrained in our in our day to day activities. So like, how do you, do you have like a work-life balance then? Because you pretty much, you go to the gym and you come home and it's, you know, work, 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 work. Do you have like some days set up for yourself just to like mentally relax? Yeah, yeah. So um, ideally, um, I'd like to, but I don't, I wouldn't say that there's any specific day I take off. Mm -hmm. You know, I pretty much work Sundays as well right. um, because things need to get done. I'm sure you know this as well. And when you're working on your own business, things get done all throughout the, the weekend, all throughout the day and the night. Um, and also working with, you know, people in different countries, you end up having time differences. So I'm working sometimes, you know, at 11 p.m. in the evening. Um, and then I'm working on Sundays because something needs to get done for the next week. Um, but like I say, you know, I work on passion businesses. Um, so it's pretty much... I'm not too fussed about um, overworking because I enjoy what I do. Um, so I'd say I have a work-life balance in the sense of, um, you know, unwinding sometimes. But, you know, through unwinding, I still talk about business. I still think about things to do. So, I, you know, I don't feel run down. I know some people say they need time to recover or take some days off to refresh and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I think it's just in my blood. I think I'm just a um, passionate workaholic. Obviously, if I was working for someone else, I don't think I could do it. Um, but working, you know, on the stuff that I work on is pretty much all day, every day. Um, and and any time where I've got some free time or a quiet day, um, that might be me just relaxing, watching some football, basketball. Um, I'm big on sports, so I make time for that. But other than that, it's just pretty much work. Huge. So you mentioned you have a YouTube um, page earlier. What inspired you to start that page and what type of content do you post on there? 
Yeah, so, um, you know, like I said before, growing up and, and embarking on, you know, my journeys as an entrepreneur and all that sort of stuff, I didn't have much mentorship. Um, also, I didn't see many people that were young, you know, black, young, um, doing things that I wanted to do. Um, and, you know, so I, I, I always thought to myself, I've pretty much done a lot of stuff in my short years on this earth. Um, and it's, it's sometimes inspirational when I speak to people that I've just met or even friends or colleagues, you know, people are usually quite inspired that, you know, I decide I want to do something and I go full out and make it happen. Right. And I just thought, you know, if I can inspire the person I know or the person next to me, um, I could probably inspire a lot more people um, in the world just by, you know, sharing some of my ideas, some of my, um, my inspirational advice. And even some thought-provoking advice, you know, because, like I said, I've I'm I've grown up, you know, in the UK now for a while, and the the the, the system usually gets people into a nine-to-five work life, and before you notice, you know, you're way too old to pursue any other businesses or passions of yours. And I've been able to balance the two, which is nine-to-five and having a business. And I've transitioned now into full-time business. And it's it's something that most people struggle with, how to ever get to that point. So I think that what I decided to do was put myself out there, put content out there that gives people a bit more of um, an insight into how you can make that happen for yourself. Um, some thought-provoking topics as well, just to get people to want to be better, want to um, challenge themselves a bit more. And um, some advice on, you know, whatever you're doing, um, having the right core um, thoughts and the right um, objectives in place. For sure. So what's your YouTube name just for anyone that's listening to tune in? Yeah, so my YouTube name is Dao Amankwa. So it's um, my name. Um, I just keep, kept it simple, nothing fancy. So, um, yeah, anyone who's watching, just go on there, um, have a look at the content. And if you like the content, make sure that you subscribe because um, I need all the support I can get um, sure. as it's a new platform. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, as someone who has had this much success so young, how are you thinking about the rest of your career? Um, to be honest with you, I, I see it as um, I haven't I've just taken one step in, in a thousand steps to come. Um, I've got so many things that I want to do. Um, and things that I just starting to work on, like I said before, um, I've got this new movement, which is um, going back home to Africa um, and making real change, making real progress. And for me, that is the, the new journey to embark on. Obviously, Africa plays a massive role because the whole premise of the platform is to promote Africa in all its glory. Um, so. You know what I've achieved so far is great. Um, I've achieved, you know, um, you know, having a good career. Um, you know, working, working um, a nine to five that has allowed me to be able to transition, and I've had a great um, career so far as an entrepreneur with the businesses I've started and how they're they're shaping up. But I think that there's so much more to come. Um, you know, there's so many things that. I'm working on at the moment and um, I want to be in Africa and make real change. So that's, that's not started yet. And that's going to be years and years of um, progress and, and little steps at a time. 
but um, you know anything is possible and, and I believe that the more like-minded um, hungry young Africans all over the world coming together and um, we can make real change in Africa and that's where I want us to work towards. Right yeah so like you mentioned you're big in the travel industry in Africa how would you like to see the development of that or what change would you like to see? Yeah, so um, you know, this is this is something you know massive, and hence why we we worked on Dame Africa, um, through a travel magazine, um, and that's mainly because in Africa we look at so many different industries as, um, big industries. You know, maybe oil industry is big in Ghana. You know, cocoa industry is big, um, but no one really talks about the travel industry, and. For many countries across the world, some in some countries, travel industry is their biggest source of GDP to the economy. And you, many people know in Africa, we've got so much natural resource, and um, we don't even need to build tourist attractions. You know, there's waterfalls, there's amazing rocks, there's wildlife, there's so much amazing natural resource that we can use um, as tourism and as travel. And income for our countries to, uh, to to add another industry to some of the big ones that we're currently um, we're currently succeeding off. So um, my goal is I've seen worldwide travel. I've seen how much effort and marketing and push goes into travel traveling all over the world to countries like Indonesia, even Bali. That country is made of travel income. You know. And I look at Africa and we need so many more um, ways to develop ourselves. And I feel like travel is one which is heavily untapped. Um, so for me, what I'd like in you know, the next few years, um, next five to 10 years, is just more exposure on African travel, which is what we're trying to do through our platforms. We're trying to show the world that we have beautiful places. Africa is safe. It's, you know, it's got so much culture, visit, experience and love it and um, so we want to definitely work on you know marketing pushing the, the message across the world and um, we also need to think about um, travel um, transportation opportunities as well um, there's not as many transportation um, opportunities even cross Africa pan-African travel that's a big thing um, you know I know most Africans with the resource to go on holidays usually go to America or go to the UK. They spend thousands and thousands of pounds of dollars um, on travel. Whereas, you know, if you're in Nigeria, you can go to Ghana, go to the north of Ghana and have an amazing experience. Um, so we're trying to raise the awareness, one, of Pan-African travel, and two, just worldwide exposure that Africa is a continent with, with beautiful um, tourist attractions and making that process a lot easier for people that want to experience it. For sure. So how can the Voice of Africa you know, support your causes and help aid in your movement? Um, so I think that's, that's a great question. Obviously, um, the, the Voice of Africa is um, editorial. Your, your, your job is putting out you know, content and content is a big, big, big element when it comes to um, educating people, when it comes to giving people information. Um, so, you know, what we'd like is obviously working with yourselves any way possible to help spread the message. Um, we are focused on, you know, African travel 
um, to the core and you know your your platform can allow us to spread that message I know you you're distributing um, you know newspapers all over the world you've got an online presence um, and using these platforms allow us to reach much more people and um, it's always great to collaborate with um, other African um, like-minded businesses to spread the word because I think that in a nutshell we are trying to spread the same word which is promoting Africa and um, you know, educating people across the world. Uh, we're just focusing on the niche within travel um, and we can definitely benefit from your platform in, in educating and putting the word out there for the mass population. For sure. Yeah, we definitely stay in contact and work on that as well. Um, definitely. So the last question I have for you is, you know, aside from your YouTube channel and you know, the inspiration that you give to young entrepreneurs, for anyone listening then, is there anything you would want to tell them that would maybe help aid them in their future and their, you know, in their journey. Yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, it's on my um, YouTube channel. I sort of try and touch on topics that would help um, young entrepreneurs or people with ideas and people with motivations to do bigger things. Um, you know, I'd say the first thing which I have a video on on my channel. So check it out if you're watching. Is taking ownership of your life. Um, that's a big thing for me, you know, just being able to decide on what you want to do and going for it, um, not waiting for anyone to give you the opportunity, um, you know, to, to do what you actually want to do. Everything is possible. And I think now with, you know, things like the internet, things like social media, there's so much opportunity out there for anyone to, to pick up whatever they want to do and be successful at it. So, you know, first thing is always take take control of your, take ownership of your life, take ownership of your ideas and, and all the, the things that you do. And um, second thing is don't be afraid to fail. Um, I think that most times people don't actually pursue their passions or pursue their ideas because they are scared to fail. Um, and, you know, I think we live in a society where failure is, um, it seems negative. Um, however, you know, most of the most successful people will tell you that you learn so much more from failure and um, than not actually doing what you want to do so i'd say if you want to do anything if you have any ideas do not think about failure don't listen to other people telling you it's going to fail just start doing what you want to do and if you do fail trust me you'd learn a lot more lessons from that failure than you'd have learned in your whole life um, so you know, just don't be afraid to fail and take ownership. And I think those two key, um, you know, thoughts would, would get people very far and get them where they want to be. Sure. Well, that was really insightful, Mr. Daryl. And thank you for having thank you. And, you know, sharing your insight with us. Hopefully we can so, together some more. Yeah, thanks for the time. Um, I just want to say, you know, keep up the great work. Um, you know, what you're doing is, is amazing and we need a lot more you know, young Africans doing, you know, positive things for Africa and um, across the whole world. So keep up what you're doing. And, um, you know, we're going to be here to support what you're doing as well. So give us a shout if you, you know, you'd like to collaborate on anything or you need anything from us. We're definitely here to support. For sure. I appreciate that. Hey there. We hope you enjoyed this interview. And if you did, make sure you subscribe to our channel and leave a review. And if you already have, share this interview with anyone who might be inspired by it. Also, you can send us a review on how to serve you best.
Join us in our next podcast where we discuss more relevant issues in regards to Africans in Africa as a whole and how we may better our already bountiful home. Catch you on the next episode.